Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling, but also this week, Texas calling. Yeah. Remember nearly two years ago, I drove with my friend Ian from Phoenix, where he used to live, to Dallas, where he moved to a new job and a new life. Well, unbelievably, I suppose not so unbelievably really because COVID, I haven't actually seen him since. And so this time, by air and not by road, I paid Dallas and Ian a long overdue visit. Now, I think it's fair to say that Texas is a state with a big personality and lots of opinions and a fervent sense of patriotism, not even to the United States in general, but really just to Texas. If there's a store that's Texas owned or founded versus a national store, well, the former is where people will absolutely spend their dollars. If there's a drink that's Texas made, like Tito's, a brand of vodka, that is the one you will see on sale everywhere. Texas has got the only state flag which has the right to be flown at the same level as the United States flag. So wherever you see the state flag being flown in Texas, which, side note, is a lot, is everywhere, there are two flagpoles as it flaps side by side with the Stars and Stripes. In Arizona, the state flag is always flown underneath the Stars and Stripes. But Texas has ideas, some might say, above its station. Never say that in Texas, of course. (laughs) Just don't do it. Texas is the state that actually left the Union in 1861 and joined the Confederate Union, only to rejoin the United States in 1870. But there's been a lot of noise over the years about the state seceding again. As late as February this year, Texan Republicans backed legislation which would allow a vote on whether or not the state would remain part of the USA. There is a big movement for independence that is still alive and well. Don't mess with Texas, as the saying goes, that you literally see everywhere. Now, another saying that I saw everywhere in Dallas that I'd never even heard of until this visit is, come and take it. And literally it's everywhere, on bumper stickers, in shop windows, on T-shirts, boxer shorts, food trucks, the works. Often accompanied with a picture of a cannon, like a hand-drawn picture of a cannon, but often now displayed alongside the picture of a gun or a cup of coffee or a baby's bottle, as I saw on a bib. Baby's bib, come and take it! And then the picture of the baby's bottle. It refers to a really famous flag first displayed at the Battle of Gonzales in 1835, the first military fight of the Texas Revolution. Now, the cannon featured on the original and still a lot of the flags today refers to one that the locals were refusing to give back to Mexican soldiers after they'd been loaned it nearly five years before to help fend off attacks from Native Americans. It's become another state motto, really, symbolising defiance. Someone trying to take something away from you which you feel is rightfully yours. You look them in the eye and say, you want it? Come and take it. Don't mess with Texas. Which is ironic, really, because despite the reputation of being no-nonsense or belligerent and even, you know, backwards as some recently installed laws around abortion have caused many people to view the state... The official state motto of Texas is actually friendship. Yeah, not don't mess with Texas, but friendship. And Dallas is a town brimming with that famous southern hospitality. 
Now, Ian lives in an area called Deep Elm, originally named Deep Elm after Elm Street, which runs through the district. But over the years, the accents of Europeans and freed slaves who flocked to the area changed its name. So not Deep Elm, but Deep Elm. Now, it's known now as the music centre of North Texas and it's full of blues and indie venues as well as artsy shops and a billion places to eat southern soul food. Essentially anything fried and lots of mashed potatoes. It's awesome. I'd visited Deep Ellen before on the previous road trip and so this time around we ventured out to other districts like Lower Greenville, very nice rooftop bar where I drank more than one old-fashioned whilst gawping at the Dallas skyline and channelling Sue Ellen. Grapevine, another area where there's a main street of old red brick Texas buildings which included a year-round Christmas shop. See, there's quite a lot here. I do like a Christmas shop, even in September. And close by... An emporium of British goods. <gasps> now, look, I'm not ashamed to admit, I felt genuine delight when I came face to face with Weetabix oh, and Monster Munch. Yes, pickled onion flavour for the first time in two and a half years. Even the sight of a pot noodle and quavers gave me a frisson of excitement. I could have spent a fortune. I really could because importing foreign food isn't cheap. $10 for the aforementioned Weetabix. But I left to go and grab a southern black bean burger instead, safe in the knowledge that there's a jar of Branston pickle waiting for me at home, courtesy of some friends who just visited England. <laughs> it's incredible that in deepest Dallas, there are so many signs of British influence, especially given its fiercely independent reputation. Another one came in an area called Bishop Arts, a place with its fair share of issues in the past. It's now a thriving scene of independent record shops and shops full of what I would call gorgeous things, you know, like artworks and jewellery and expensive coffee mugs and the like, alongside fancy boutiques. Having mentally spent another gazillion dollars in Bishop Arts, Ian said he had quite something to show me. Hmm. We wandered down the street to what was ostensibly a shack. It's a building made of corrugated iron with a dusty parking lot out the front. The outline of a large black bell had been painted next to the somewhat rickety blue door, which Ian then appeared to be opening and going inside. Come on, he said. What, in there? Yeah. OK. But in we went and I'm astounded to say it's a really, really nice bar. Now, it turned out to be called the Ten Bells Tavern, named after the famous London pub of the same name, which had captured the owner's imagination on a trip to England several years before. Undeterred by the Ten Bells' dark connection with the victims of Jack the Ripper, he'd returned home to Dallas and decided to recreate it. Sort of. I mean, if you want to get picky, it's about as close to an English pub experience as Pizza Hut is to an Italian dining experience. But, you know, there was a Dalek behind the bar, fish and chips on the menu, a few old velvet covered chairs. And it was really lovely. The outside patio served as a sort of home to a number of feral cats. They'd built them a little house. One of the cats was called Motorhead, named after the British rock band. And, you know, I can heartily recommend the Ten Bells Tavern in Bishop Arts in Dallas if you're ever in town, despite it looking like a shack from the outside. It's lovely. The experience reminded me a little bit of a place in Phoenix called Cornish Pasty, which serves a huge variety of, yeah, you've guessed it, Cornish pasties. There, if you order a cup of tea, 
It arrives in a half pint glass. Do you remember those big chunky ones with sort of mottled outsides with the big thick handles that like mugs that were the mainstay of English pubs throughout the 80s? It's brilliant. Even eating tacos on a Tuesday, of course, because Taco Tuesday is a thing here. Most states, well, at least the southern states in the US celebrate it. I was in a very American diner called Lucky's in a district called Oak Lawn. Really nice again. I was reminded of home. When on the wall of graffiti behind the bar, I saw a lovingly crafted tribute to the Princess of Hearts, Diana, 1961 to 1997. Not what I was expecting to see alongside signs for dish of the day, Texas redfish with cream potatoes on the side. (laughs) Bit of juxtaposition there. Alas, my sojourn in Texas was short-lived. An Essex boy, Ian's in the same situation as me and hasn't seen his dad, his sister, his nieces or nephew for nearly three years now. But a few days of easy conversation and exploring with an old friend went some way to soothing my soul in these challenging times. And of course, I'm lucky to be headed home to the ones that I love the most. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 